Chapter 9 of Original Stories from Real Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Original Stories from Real Life by Mary Wollenscraft. Chapter 9 The Inconveniences of Immoderate Indulgence. The children were allowed to help themselves to fruit it made a part of their meal and caroline always took care to pick out the best or swallow what she took in a hurry lest she should not get as much as she wished for indeed she generally ate more than her share she had several times eaten more than a person ought to eat at one time without feeling any ill effects but one afternoon she complained of a pain in her stomach in consequence of it and her pale face and languid eyes plainly showed her indisposition mrs mason gave her an emetic and after the operation she was obliged to go to bed though she had promised herself a pleasant walk that evening she was left alone for mary was not permitted to stay at home with her as she offered to do had her sickness been accidental we would both have tried to amuse her said mrs mason but her greediness now receiving its natural and just punishment she must endure it without the alleviation which pity affords only tell her for me that the pleasure was but momentary while the pain and confinement it produced has already lasted some hours the next morning though scarcely recovered she got up as usual to have a walk before breakfast during these walks mrs mason told them stories pointed out the wisdom of god in the creation and took them to visit her poor tenants these visits not only enabled her to form a judgment of their wants but made them very industrious for they were all anxious that she might find their houses and persons clean and returning through the farmyard mrs mason stopped according to custom to see whether the poor animals were taken care of this she called earning her breakfast the servant was just feeding the pigs and though she poured a great quantity into the trough the greedy creatures tried to gobble it up from one another. Caroline blushed. She saw this sight was meant for her, and she felt ashamed of her gluttony. But Mrs. Mason, willing to impress her still more strongly, thus addressed her. Providence, my child, has given us passions and appetites for various purposes. Two are generally obvious. I will point them out to you. First, to render our present life more comfortable, and then to prepare us for another, by making us sociable beings, as in society virtue is acquired and self-denial practiced. A moderate quantity of proper food recruits our exhausted spirits and invigorates the animal functions. But if we exceed moderation, the mind will be oppressed and soon become the slave of the body, or both grow listless and inactive. Employed various ways, families meet at meals, and there giving up to each other learn in the most easy pleasant way to govern their appetites pigs you see devour what they can get but men if they have any affections love their fellow creatures and wish for a return nor will they for the sake of a brutish gratification lose the esteem of those they value besides no one can be reckoned virtuous who has not learned to bear poverty yet those who think much of gratifying their appetites will at last act meanly in order to indulge them but when any employment of the understanding or strong affection occupies the mind eating is seldom thought a matter of greater importance than it ought to be 
let the idle think of their meals but do you employ the intermediate time in a different manner and only enjoy them when you join the social circle i like to see children and even men eat cheerfully and gratefully receive the blessings sent by heaven yet i would not have them abuse those blessings or ever let the care necessary to support the body injure the immortal spirit many think of the sustenance the former craves and entirely neglect the latter i remarked to you before that in the most apparently trivial concerns we are to do as we would be done by this duty must be practised constantly at meals there are frequent opportunities and i hope caroline i shall never again see you eager to secure dainties for yourself if such a disposition were to grow up with you you ought to live alone for no one should enjoy the advantages and pleasures which arise from social intercourse who is unwilling to give way to the inclinations of others and allow each their share of the good things of this life you experienced yesterday that pain follows immoderate indulgence it is always the case though sometimes not felt so immediately but the constitution is insensibly destroyed and old age will come on loaded with infirmities you also lost a very pleasant walk and some fine fruit we visited mrs goodwin's garden and as mary had before convinced me that she could regulate her appetites i gave her leave to pluck as many fruit as she wished and she did not abuse my indulgence on the contrary she spent most part of the time in gathering some for me and her attention made it taste sweeter coming home i called her my friend and she deserved the name for she was no longer a child a reasonable affection had conquered an appetite and her understanding took the lead and she had practised a virtue the subject was now dropped but caroline determined to copy in future her sister's temperance and self-denial end of chapter nine